What's up, everybody? Brad with DIY Music, and I think I've completed the beat, finally. Um, I've got a buffer zone uh, in both the beginning and end. So the end part is, you know, like the buffer zone just being four measures of blank space. Um, on the end, that's to catch any delays as I export the files. Um, because I started doing a lot of mixing actually in Native Instruments Machine, things like EQ, uh, the the volume is a bit tough because you want to get a good read out of the signal as you're exporting. But I can at least do EQ and get a rough, rough mix going and kind of take care of things before I hit Pro Tools. So it's, you know, and if possible, I don't even grab an EQ. I try, you know, if, if it's a kick drum, try to look for a different kick drum even before you look for an EQ um, but the beginning part of the buffer zone is because I felt like the synths didn't have like the the attack is really quick which I need in the song but I don't like it in the intro so yeah you could automate stuff it's kind of pain and I don't really have a hundred percent grasp on it I, I could probably figure it out. I've done some automation before in machine and uh, anyway, long story short, I added four measures of blank space. So getting ready to export this into Pro Tools, start doing the stems and a couple things to point out here that I'm noticing is that um, I ended up with a lot of muted tracks. So there was actually a like still a fair amount of even just whole tracks and instruments that I felt like were were too much at you know I, I I wanted the beat to be sparse I wanted things to be focused on the drum beat itself and because that's what I spent the most time on so I and it doesn't have much of a groove actually like this isn't one of my proudest beats either but I'm still gonna finish it still gonna mix it and master it because that's what you do like this is the beat that i made so i you know i'm living with it i'm gonna i it's a it's at least past the threshold for me that i'm gonna see it through to the finished idea and i think the more you can do that the larger your repertoire is so even if you think the beat is junk i was just watching something on youtube about how they uh they reissued shook ones part two on 45 vinyl and uh they were saying how they caught the producer, I, I guess Havoc was the producer. I, I you know, I'm not a hundred percent mob deep fan when it comes to, like the deep knowledge, but oh, there, oh, there's a pun. Um, but yeah, he was about to delete the beat. Like he was like, oh, he didn't think anything of it. So even if you don't think it's that good, you should still mix it to the best of your ability and master it if possible. I'm mastering in Ozone Seven by Isotope, and I don't really know what I'm doing, but. Through the process of not knowing what I have been doing, sorry, that's a difficult sentence, for for years now, I'm able to actually have like a decent grasp on things. So tinker in ozone, but you know, just know it's mastering. So so be careful because your stuff could sound like garbage if it was otherwise a good mix. If you don't know what you're doing, but it's what you got to do to get better. You know, is is you have to hear how bad those mixes are, and then figure out why. Um. Let's see. Oh, okay, yeah. So this is the big takeaway, actually. Um, so in the process of doing this, I, I I think twice. So that actually speaks quite a bit to I think how that I, that I only had to do it twice. 
but basically exported the entire song as a WAV file, brought it into iTunes, converted it to MP3, emailed it back to myself, downloaded the email, and I put on the Apple headphones and just walked around the neighborhood, went to go have a cigarette, and um, and just listened to the mix. And uh, well, let me see what kind of headphones I have. These are audio ATH M50s, and they're they don't translate the same to the Apple headphones. Like they're completely different. So I realized that the snare drum was piercing. So I went back in, uh, using the SSL EQ from waves and, uh, realized I had notched it up cause I wanted it to crack, but it was cracking too much. So the same thing that made it sound awesome was also making it unlistenable. So I had to take care of that. So I'm, I'm approaching the, uh, five minute mark. So I will say peace and uh, hit me up. The National Pool everywhere. What's up, everybody? This is Brad with DIY Music. And I was thinking about the first Cypress Hill record, the Black Sunday, unless they had any demos before, I'm sure. But um, I, I was thinking about that. And then I started thinking about the DJ Muggs and Jizza record. And just the... Then I somehow made the leap to thinking that, uh, or just realizing that uh, I, I I was tired. I didn't feel like finishing this mix for this beat, or at least the pre-mix for the beat. Um, and then just hit me. I remembered my older days in college of you know spending time with the you know a huge stack of vinyl and my MPC and just being happy as shit just to, you know, just to make beats and stuff. And it's a lifestyle. And that's what kind of gave me extra strength to kind of, you know, whatever it takes to get through the next couple hours of mixing because it is grueling and you're staring at a screen and you're not outside. Like, and, and then I was thinking how different it is from the artist lifestyle or the rapper lifestyle where you know they don't you know they they get a little taste of it i think depending on how studio oriented they are you know maybe when they track their vocals but um it's i, I think from a producer standpoint it's it's a lifestyle and a mindset and um if if you can add an additional entrepreneurship mindset i think i think you have to um so you, so you got to have to kind of meld three things the production the you know knowledge of the music business and then just business knowledge in general but yeah the the lifestyle it you know just that idea um kind of carried me through but just you know it can also maybe i'm assuming like everything also be kind of a bad thing depending on whatever you've heard um you know uh, there, there was some, oh yeah, I guess the other thing, it doesn't make much sense, but I was thinking, you know, with any other lifestyle, you know, people dress and speak a certain way. And that's, that's, that's one thing that I've never tried to do anything intentionally. Like, uh, I'm just wearing like shorts and like a button up shirt right now. Like, and you know, I'm not, I, I, I don't even know what hip hop clothes, I, I know which brands are marketing to future and, uh, and party next door, I guess you know that's the the new thing but there's always going to be a shoe company but um yeah i i don't know i just just be yourself man like you don't you don't have to put on a hat or sunglasses if you think producers are supposed to you know if you don't wear hats don't wear hats i don't i don't know where that's coming from but like just just be honest with yourself don't try to like you know i i probably look like a yuppie that was born like i don't know <laughs> like 30 years too late or something maybe but 
I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, to put on anything that I don't feel like it. I, I'm not sure if that makes 100% sense, but I think it does. I, I, I think it resonates with you. So, something to chew on there. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm about to take five. I am going to... Uh, I'm already dreading it just talking about it. <laughs> it's, it's tough. There's a lot of damn work, too. That's the other thing I wanted to say. This is a lot of damn work for anybody no matter what stage of the game you're at actually like just just get ready like i want to be playing overwatch right now i really do but i think i'm gonna try to at least and i always end up still mixing but i'm gonna at least try to load the stems up into pro tools and then once i get going i'll start tweaking volume and then ended up with, with, with a mix but or i could call it and start tomorrow with fresh ears which might be a better idea but i'm about to export this do another walk around the neighborhood and then basically constantly stopping like I'm playing Pokemon Go or something and just writing down notes in the notepad and when I get home I just uh, open up the phone and see and, and I have to write very very clearly back to my future self because you know sometimes the notes you know you call instruments weird and like belly thing like you know make, make sure that it makes sense to you or make, make sure that it would make sense to anybody if you were to show it to them because later on you might not understand and it could be super important so you know like there there could you might need to lower the belly thing but you should call it by what it is whatever the hell it is i'm rambling so i'm gonna end it there um i hope everybody's doing well and uh let's just continue What's up, everybody? Brad with DIY Music here. I am exporting stuff from Machine. Got the sub bass going now, so um, figured I've got a second to jump on here. So this will be a quick post, but um, want to talk about a few highlights from this song here. Uh, so I just walked around the neighborhood, listened to the mix. I was happy with it. I just needed a extra synthesizer in the second chorus on the second half of it and i wanted a lead synthesizer and so rather than and this is something i learned from the few movies that i've tried to score i think one of them they cut all the music and just didn't use music and that, and that was my best friend so talk about you know hard times like i i saw him in london and uh he's like yeah i wanted to wait till you get over here to tell you like i spent like months on this shit but what i learned was that you have to think in broad strokes. So you need a synthesizer. Did you already use one? Can you use it again? Like, you don't have to dig out a whole new synthesizer. Save yourself some work if it sounds good. So actually, two things I did. With the same synth, I'm just, you know, to add variety, the second time the chorus comes around is a really low note. And actually, to save myself even more time, after I loaded up the synth, I realized that I had used it before on a song that I had professionally mixed. Now, I, I'm i going to at least take a listen back to how they EQ'd it. I'm doing... That That was for like a chill wave type song, like a more dancey thing. This is just kind of like, what is it? Uh, 90 BPM hip-hop. And I'm actually featuring like a vocal thing I wrote on a choir that I'm actually going to bit crush. I learned that from an interview with 40. Or I saw him in DC talking with, uh, at the Dave Pensado thing. Um, and he said he samples his own stuff and just uses bit crushers. Like it's not cutting out EQ. So there, there's a little something. Um, now if I can only find out my train of thought and where I was, 
Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to listen back to how they EQ'd it. But still, it's a different genre. I'm going to sample the vocal thing that I wrote. And so because the beat is so sparse, it gave me two things. Um, very similar to a lot of Dr. Dre's production, I was able to hear every single hit of the delay on the synthesizer that I used. Where if the if I had a bunch of instruments going on that were competing for that space, you wouldn't be able to hear it. And it sounds awesome. Like and it's even like kind of a shitty delay too. Like I don't know, maybe if if I were to clean this up, you know what? I still have time because I haven't exported it yet. Maybe I'll take another stab at the delay and try to you know, try to use H delay or something like that. But because there's not much going on in the song you're able to hear those kind of details and it takes the space of other work you know granted i probably spent even more time to get it to that point but it's better than having too much junk in there the other thing is by having such an empty beat i was able i only did it on the first part of the verses twice in in each one uh before the actual sub bass kicks in but i was able you know Again, so much empty space in this in this beat, but it whines too. It feels like a snake, and every kick and snare are right where they should be. But I have the hi hats doing interesting things. I have other bits of percussion and other you know other things with crazy reverb on them that just boom like come in like real quick. It's a tiny tiny sound, but I was able to drop this like you know enormous sub bass. So that's actually going to be my project for this song because I don't know how to EQ that shit to make it sound like it should. So that's going to be my project. I'm going to probably watch, now think about it, um, it, yeah, and everybody producers, you, sh you should start one of these things. I'm on the Anchor app if you guys are listening in podcasts because just talking about it, my beat's going to become better. I'm going to go back in with H, I'm just reminding myself, uh, taking a look at that delay and try to use H delay on there. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, that's the downside is that you have to actually do this and think about about your like intricate details of the song. Anyway, yes, yeah, so I've dropped some monster sub bass. And as this is the four minute 40 mark here, this is not a short post. I, I can talk about music, man. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to learn how to EQ that and uh see where it goes always learning